Welcome to The New Normal. I'm your podcast host, Kai Grady. This is a three-part limited series that explores a handful of recent trends in both music and gaming. You'll hear insights from industry experts and experienced creatives on whether or not these bubbling developments have the potential to become long-standing pillars within the entertainment world. Without further ado, let's kick off the series with a conversation all about the phenomenon of online concerts. The COVID-19 pandemic severely disrupted concert going in 2020. The music industry suffered a $30 billion loss in revenue, forcing artists to find new ways to engage with their fans. At the same time, audiences were itching to reconnect with their favorite performers. The solution? Online concerts. You know, we kind of just wanted to uh, kind of fuck around and have a good time. And uh, just thank you to everybody who's donating and thank you to everybody watching. It means the fucking world to us. That was Post Malone at his Nirvana tribute livestream from two years ago. So... What even is an online concert? It depends on who you ask. First, let's hear from Ernest Lee. He's the co-CEO of Amaze VR, which specializes in creating concerts through the use of virtual reality. VR is a computer-generated simulation that projects interactive images or environments. It's meant to make the viewer feel as if they're actually at the concert in person. It's this shared moment that you can have with an artist where you're closer with them than ever before. So it's it's not even a concert, it's not even a music video, it's not even, it's closer than being front row, but it's about being in front of your favorite artist, making that eye contact, making that human connection, and having this very unique personal performance uh, as you really enter the music. Amaze VR has an upcoming partnership with global icon Megan Thee Stallion. What's up, hotties? It's Megan Thee Stallion, and guess who's in VR? They told me to tell y'all that it was sleek, but I'm gonna just tell y'all it's some real hot girl-ish, and if y'all ain't coming, y'all bumming. Their collaboration is evidence of VR's growing popularity. I think right now the music industry is at a very interesting time because uh, we're exploring you know, each and every possibility. Um, with the pandemic, it accelerated the fact that, hey, there needs to be adoption of new technology. It's time for the industry to be embracing um, new ways for artists to reach their fans. And we've seen that with live streaming, we've seen that with virtual concerts, with in-game concerts. You know, there could be a space for all of that. Although VR has become an increasingly popular avenue for artists in the digital space, the traditional live stream performance is still just as prominent. Casa Overall is a Grammy-nominated jazz drummer and multi-instrumentalist. He performed at the 2021 Adult Swim Festival, which was a fully online event. Performers range from Lil Baby to Carol G. What's up, Adult Swim? This year, Adult Swim is taking all of this and bringing it all to you right where you are. Music, comedy, and mayhem from your couch. This platform is very thoughtful about how they present visual things. So... We decided to do the adult swim, and then the objective was to utilize adult swims, a brand and creativity that they already have. Adding animation and the way we colored it and all of that stuff, we actually tried to make it look like it was an adult swim product. It was, it was hella fun, you know, and, and um, we felt really good about what happened. Well, who's on the playlist? What's a fallen man on the A-list? He thought it was painless. What's a jazz cat that would rather be famous? What's the meaning of life? Oh, 
What's the meaning of algorithms if the rhythm is out of rhythm? I could give them that power pivot. I was living without a gimmick. Now they want it. I gotta give it. They was living on superstition, new religion. I'm super Christian, 20 million, my crucifixion. The uber-talented multi-instrumentalist thinks that we're just scratching the surface in terms of online creativity for artists. It's cool to think about it just as a empty container, you know, that's very much open to interpretation and, and like available to be utilized if you're the type of artist that can take something and flip it. I think that on the one hand, the live stream, it's a, a little bit more than a music video because it is about like actually seeing music being made in action. The evidence definitely supports this theory. In the summer of 2021, superstar K-pop group BTS brought in more than $71 million in ticket sales and merch. The group had more than 1.3 million live viewers, and that set a new world record for live stream attendance and paid engagement. But Casa overall thinks the live stream model has become oversaturated. He looks forward to taking what he's learned from performing online and using it within his live shows. I'm more excited for taking that little bit of technology and feeding it back into the, the tried and true forms that we've already had. So whether that's music videos or whether that's live performances, my whole excitement about art and music is like, how can we reframe this stuff or how can we collage these uh, somewhat static concepts? The problem with live streams is that we just haven't figured out a way to translate that, you know, the actual vibrational energy of being in the room. Now, the shift from in-person to online is not always a seamless one, and there are obstacles to consider. John Petrocelli is CEO and founder of Bulldog Digital Media, one of the most experienced live stream studios in the world. Bulldog brought in more than 61 million views over the course of 2020. Here he is pointing out some of the challenges to think about when hosting these types of concerts. If you want to do something like, you know, Dua Lipa did in the pandemic and spent all kinds of, you know, money and got Elton John to join her and so on and so forth, what, 99.9% of artists probably aren't going to go to that level of, of, of financing to pull that off. So I think money is always a, um, a challenge. The rights and the clearances is still this super ambiguous, you know, challenge. You know, even we do shows with electronic artists that are doing sampling some recorded music, it triggers all kinds of, you know, bells and whistles and challenges. And understandably, I'm not, I'm not saying that um, there are, the writers of the music and the publishers shouldn't get compensated, but there's no system that clearly defines this. Both Petrocelli and Ernest Lee see the future of online concerts shifting toward a hybrid approach that allows fans to experience live music in the comfort of their homes or in in-person venues with high-tech streaming equipment. But strangely enough, I think the pandemic has helped eradicate some of those cost barriers, right? Because as I said now, a lot of the venues have installed, you know, streaming technology gear, uh, camera, et cetera. So normally if you, if you showed up to do your show, there might be, it might cost $20,000, dollars $50,000 to stream it. But now those costs are embedded into the venues and the, the gear and the equipment is there. You can take it to them through location-based entertainment. Theaters are very familiar for fans. It's very easy to just go online and buy a, a ticket, show up with friends. You don't have to know anything about VR or technology. Uh, you're just basically on for the ride. And we feel like in terms of adoption and this new technology, we want to remove all these barriers of entry. 
The online alternative has become more than just a simple stand-in for the live show. Several lesser-known independent artists have taken advantage of the trend to grow their fan bases and expand their reach and influence. Lee says that artists can capitalize on the emerging digital playground. You know, for rising artists, for emerging artists, for indie artists, um, who typically, they wouldn't have the resources or, or the ability to, to, to tour internationally, um, to build that fan base, make that personal connection in person. Um, that they can use this medium to reach that audience, to make that human connection, you know, from the comforts of wherever that they're at in the world. Unfortunately, not everyone can have the global influence of a Megan Thee Stallion or Billie Eilish. In fact, most people won't ever reach that level of superstardom. But that being said, local musicians are still an integral part of the music ecosystem. Petrocelli underscored the importance of the average, everyday artist. I also learned that every dollar, you know, spent at a live music venue um, generates $12 into that local economy, you know, with parking and, you know, other businesses around it. So that's an important part of this universe that I think needs to be, you know, nurtured, supported and upheld. And it needs to be in place or we're going to you know, be looking at a, at a challenge with our music consumption, music discovery and music in general. Petrocelli says that with this increasing emphasis on a metaverse, it's only a matter of time before this type of interactive entertainment becomes widely accepted. Technologies and those innovations start to take hold and, you know, take hold, but also get widely adopted by consumers and consumers globally. It's going to, I think it's going to fundamentally change the opportunities around music and live music and, and digital music in and of themselves. I think this industry is going to continue to, to flourish and to grow. And then... We've also seen more offerings on the social platforms as well. And then, you know, the idea of this NFT metaverse web 3.0 world, you know, quickly emerging. I think we'll see more technology, more innovation, and ultimately more dollars and ultimately more content. Lee explains that at the end of the day, the online experience is really just another way for people to connect through music. Music is such a human experience and it's all about making this human connection. And if you could bring people closer to an artist and actually be able to feel the story that they're telling and, and, and find commonality there, that, that it really transcends any other music experience as possible. Although in-person concerts and large-scale festivals have begun to return in 2022, there's just no denying the ever-increasing digital world and its proven success for rising and established artists alike. Earlier this year, global superstar The Weeknd partnered with Amazon Prime Video to broadcast an exclusive online rendition of his most recent album, Dawn FM. The same month, the Encore Studio app launched with $9 million in funding. Grammy-winning artist Kid Cudi serves as co-founder and chief creative officer for the new app, which revolves around online performances and augmented reality. It's clear that online concerts are here to stay. That's the end of today's episode of The New Normal. Thanks for listening. Come back next week for the second episode where I'll be talking about Netflix's significant entrance into gaming.